When we disagree, it'll be just like so far. It's been just like when Barack and I did. If 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 I reach something where there's a a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll uh, I'll, I'll 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 develop some disease and say I have to resign. Ah, yes. Joe Biden years ago telegraphing what may be coming soon to a White House near you. Because according to the Wall Street Journal, Barack Obama himself, the risen messiah of the radical left, is suggesting that maybe it's time for Joe Biden to go because it looks like he's going to lose. You know how they hate losing. They have to loot and burn police cars and things when they lose. That's how little they like losing. Well, welcome back and happy Monday once again. Hope you had a great weekend. And my best girl and I on Saturday went to Arlington National Cemetery where we were able to lay wreaths, wreaths, wreaths across America, Christmas wreaths with red bows. And a very beautiful day, very well-attended event, very well-attended. Last year, we went and laid wreaths at the Old Soldiers and Airmen's Home in Washington, D.C., over by North Capitol Street. This year, we went to Arlington National Cemetery, uh, and, uh, and it was a great day for America. There were no Democrats there doing that because, you know, they just, they're not on our side, so they don't do that sort of thing. But in any event, so many things to get to. And one of the, I just started to mention that um, Joe Biden, a vehicle in Joe Biden's motorcade was struck by another vehicle. And uh, the, it kind of looked like the poor guy. They're saying he may have been impaired. It was a very unfortunate circumstance for him, certainly. He crashed into one of the vehicles, part of President Biden's motorcade. Now, the vehicles were all stationary. Uh, they were sitting still, I believe. The president was not in the motorcade. He was not in his armored vehicle, which was standing by for him, and four or five agents moved the president very quickly into the armored vehicle as they investigated the man that crashed into one of the motorcade vehicles. And it is uh, it was one of those moments. You know, this guy, you don't want to be this guy. This is a dumb moment for sure. There was discussion on the news this morning whether the man may have been impaired. I think they were suggesting alcohol uh, intoxication or or something to that effect. But the uh, the guy and I don't I, I haven't even seen whether he was arrested and swept away. But but he had a bad day because he crashed into one of the vehicles of the president's motorcade, which is not something you want to do. The Fox News headline, Car Plows Into Biden Motorcade Near Delaware Campaign Headquarters. Let's run the little clip of the of the car crash itself because there are cameras nearby and stuff. And then there is a, a car crash right over there and you can hear it. Hey. Hey, look at that. Boom. Now you hear him punching it, trying to get away. What's he doing? He's ditching. He's trying to flee the scene. That's probably not good. So a car plows into vehicle in Biden motorcade near Delaware campaign headquarters near the neither the president nor First Lady Jill Biden were harmed. They weren't harmed. I know you're all very concerned that they may have been harmed by someone hitting a vehicle that they weren't in. A car smashed into a parked SUV that was part of President Biden's motorcade near his campaign headquarters in Wilmington, Delaware. 
Sunday night. That's where he didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle. Am I right about that? The sedan hit a U.S. Secret Service vehicle being used to close off intersections as a visibly stunned President Biden, but that's his natural state. He's always visibly stunned. There can be nothing going on when he's falling over on his bicycle, when he's falling upstairs trying to get on Air Force One. He looks stunned constantly. That's his normal state. So a stunned President Biden was walking from the campaign office to his awaiting armored SUV. The sedan then tried to continue into a closed-off intersection before Secret Service personnel surrounded the vehicle with weapons drawn and instructed the driver to put his hands up. And there he is. He put his hands up because, you know, he's not so stupid. President Biden, First Lady Jill Biden, had just finished a meal with members of his re-election team. They call themselves his re-election team at, uh, at the time of the incident, according to White House pool report. Now, this is kind of, kind of interesting. It doesn't happen very often, of course. Biden was ushered into his waiting vehicle where his wife was already seated before being driven swiftly back to their home, one of their many multi-million dollar homes that he got on a government salary. Pay no attention to that. Neither the president nor the first lady were harmed. And uh, that is good news. Now, this reminded me of a, an incident from long ago, long ago and far away, when Gerald Ford was the president of the United States. And Gerald Ford was in Connecticut. And the presidential motorcade was moving, on the move. And the president was in his armored limousine, which I believe was a Cadillac limousine at the time. And the motorcade was whipping along real fast like a presidential motorcade would with a couple of dozen vehicles and lights and sirens and all kinds of stuff moving along. And it was nighttime. And a motorcycle police officer was assigned to an intersection to block off the intersection. Sit there on the motorcycle with your lights flashing, you know, to, to uh, instruct people to stop and no- go through the intersection while the motorcade is whizzing by. But that motorcycle officer left his post and wasn't in the intersection. And this unsuspecting man, a normal man, was driving his car, and he went flying into the intersection and broadsided President Ford's limousine. And that was a bad moment, and there was a big crash, and Gerald Ford was okay because he was a good athlete and it was a real heavy vehicle and stuff. And the guy, now the police, again, that... Secret Service swarmed the vehicle that had just hit the president's armored limousine, and they all had their guns out, and they run up on the guy, and the guy, and the guy said, "All this for me." <laughs> the guy said, "All this for me to the to the Secret Service personnel." And I remember the story as well, where the guy said something uh, pretty funny. He said, let me correct that. He said, is all this for me? Is all this for me? When the police surrounded him with all the guns drawn. And I remember a second part of this. I remember the guy saying, because he went on TV afterward on talk shows and stuff. And I remember the guy saying that when the Secret Service came up on him with all their guns drawn and a whole lot of guys, because he had just done this thing. And he said, I don't know about you cowboys, but I had a green light. That's what I remember the guy saying when he broadsided President Ford's limousine. And then the guy went on, what did he go on? What's my line? line? He went on the TV show, What's My Line? And President Ford called him afterward and got him on the phone 
and had a nice little talk with him because President Ford was a very nice guy. Uh, really, uh, really good thing. So the uh, New York Times reported at the time it was October 14th of 1975, and President Ford called him. President Ford's bulletproof limousine was struck broadside by an automobile in downtown Hartford, Connecticut, before 10 o'clock at night, uh, after he spoke at a uh, Republican fundraising dinner. Mr. Ford, who was not injured, not injured, said later at Bradley International Airport before flying back to Washington, these things happen. Don't worry about it. These things happen. The six teenagers in the car that hit the limousine, including the driver, were questioned and released without charges. And uh, I do remember the funny lines. The New York Times doesn't do funny. And they didn't do, now they do a little bit funny, but it's just being wrong all the time. So uh, that was kind of a fun moment over the weekend. <clears throat> and back in the Gerald Ford day, it was uh, funnier. That's right, it was carloaded teenagers. And, and I remember him saying that. I don't know about you, Cowboys, but I had a green light. And according to all reports, he did, in fact, have a green light. And the motorcycle officer, whose legacy is this, uh, was not on station when he was supposed to be. Pretty wacky. All right, now let's get on to the ter terrible, horrible President Trump, who, as you know, if you watch NBC News, is Hitler. See, he's Hitler because the news media says so. <clears throat> now, keep in mind that the Democrats are engaging in crystal knocked like activities every night and every day on college campuses, uh, attacking Jewish restaurants, Jewish-owned restaurants like Goldie, in uh, Philadelphia, and every noct is crystal noct. They're chanting, the Democrats are, from the river to the sea, which is the Hamas chant about wiping Israel off the face of the earth. The Democrat Party has saddled up with radical Islam and with Hamas, and they have come out of the closet as anti-Semites with their long history of racism and, and everything else. And now, President Trump well, had an event, a rally and, and a speech, and he was speaking, and he was talking about the waves of illegal aliens coming into the country. And he said, let's go to soundbite number one. He was in, is that right, Durham, New Hampshire. Durham, we're back in New Hampshire again. Durham, New Hampshire. And the president, uh, President Trump, was talking about the waves of illegal aliens invading our country. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world. They're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, all over the world. Now, I don't think he's making himself perfectly crystal clear here. But what he's referencing when he talks about mental institutions and prisons is there are criminal countries like Fidel Castro, the Mariel Boatlift, you know, the movie Scarface and all that. Castro and the communists emptied out their prisons and emptied out their mental institutions and allowed all of these criminals and mental cases to get on boats to attack, well, to go to southern Florida. And uh, we took them all in and, you know, then Scarface and and all that stuff, right? We know also that I believe Venezuela was emptying their prisons uh, several months ago and sending all the prisoners to the southern U.S. border. We also know that 
Immigration Customs Enforcement arrested a man in New Hampshire who had escaped from prison in Brazil after having been convicted of his role in murdering a massacre, murdering 11 people, 11 people. This Brazilian was convicted of murdering 11 people. He was sentenced to, I believe, 275 years and 11 months. They might uh, let the 11 months uh, go for good behavior. 275 years and 11 months in prison for murdering 11 people. He escaped, came to the United States because of our open border. And in Pennsylvania, a couple of months ago, we had that guy on the run who murdered the woman. He stabbed her 30-something times. And he was also a convicted murderer or an accused murderer from Brazil that escaped. A lot of people escaped from Brazil, I, I guess. And so President Trump is saying we have these open borders and uh, they're emptying mental institutions and prisons and the bad guy countries and sending them to our southern border, which is at a bare minimum a reference to the Mariel boat lift and Cuba and what Castro and the commies did, right? So President Trump said that they're poisoning our blood. And somebody in the news media said, you know what? Poisoning our blood? That's what Hitler said in his book, Mein Kampf, My Struggle, you know, and uh, the head of the Socialist Workers Party. In Germany, so I um, I can't wait to share with you what the news media has done here with this because they say when when President Trump, doubtless off the cuff, says we're poisoning our blood, a little bit of a peculiar turn of phrase. Then he talks about mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America. People coming from Africa and Asia and all over the world, all of that's true. But wait till you hear the media response to what President Trump said in New Hampshire over the weekend. It is bat guano crazy. They should start promoting on MSNBC that Civil War movie, shouldn't they? You know, the holidays are obviously here. We're uh, coming up on Christmas real fast. But it's not too late to let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. You can shop for carefully curated gift packages guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com, and you're going to get 50% off the entire website. And when you use my last name, Plant, at checkout, you're going to get another $30 off your order. Come on. Thank me. That's wonderful. You're going to be the hero of the dinner table when you give the gift of Omaha Steaks. Beautiful filet mignons, beautiful burgers, all kinds of great steaks. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. And this offer is not going to last forever. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Now go to omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code PLANT at checkout. 50% off site-wide, plus $30 off using my last name. Great stuff. Order with complete confidence, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, $30 off. When you use my last name at checkout, a minimum order may be required. Yeah, the media went absolutely bat guano over uh, President Trump's comment, doubtless an off-the-cuff comment. But Adolf Hitler lives in the hearts and the minds of the Democrat Party here in the United States. They love Socialist Workers' Party wherever they find one. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com.
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Apparently, there are some uh, Biden administration officials that have committed Mein Kampf, Adolf Hitler's book, to memory. And they say when President Trump said they're poisoning the blood of our country, they knew immediately, hey, that's page 19 in Mein Kampf. Except it's not, of course. They're making it up. But that didn't stop Kristen Welker and the Democrats at NBC Fake News talking to Senator Lindsey Graham calling him Hitler because the Biden White House said, Hitler said that, Hitler said that. And nobody even fact-checked to see if anything like that was really in Mein Kampf. The Biden campaign has accused former President Trump of, quote, parroting Adolf Hitler. Parroting Adolf What is your reaction? Are the president's comments representative of how you and other Republicans feel? 76% of the American people, not Donald Trump, believe the border is broken. They're worried about fentanyl coming over. Cut him off. What about his language, Senator? Just that language, that poisoning the blood. Yeah, that poisoning the blood. It's not in Mein Kampf, but we're going to pretend it's in Mein Kampf, and then we're going to call him Hitler. Lindsey Graham and Kristen Welker. To the Biden administration, you're talking about Donald Trump's language, as you said on the sidelines, and allowed the country to be invaded. 172 people on the terrorist watch list have come on your watch. Fentanyl's killing Senator, more Americans Senator, than any time in history. Just on the language, just on the language, though. I just want to, I got the White House talking point. I'm latching onto it. He starts treating her like a Democrat spokesperson. Are you comfortable with him using words like that? You know, we're talking about language. I could care less what language people use as long as we get it right. Let's secure the border. She attacks him. If you think you're going to win the debate on illegal immigration by picking a line out of the Trump speech, most Americans understand the game has to change, that we're under threat, that we're going to get attacked, that our border has completely been obliterated. So if you're talking about the language Trump uses rather than trying to fix it, that's a losing strategy for the Biden administration. I think we should just start calling uh, uh, Biden Pol Pot or Chairman Mao, Charles Manson. You know, this is the name-calling game that the Democrats play. And then he's the great unifier. Right. And the open border guy, too. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Well, NBC and some of the other fake news outlets are really spun up about this. And President Trump using a, I would say, a strange turn of phrase. Talking about the waves of illegal aliens. He talked about the mental institutions and the prisons. And we've seen some evidence of that this time around. And that is what the communist Castro did 
emptying their mental institutions and their prisons and sending everybody to the U.S. Uh, on boats. Now, President Trump said they're poisoning the blood of our country, which is a peculiar turn of phrase, I've got to say. And that has led the people at, at NBC and elsewhere to dig through their personal copy of Mein Kampf. And they say that, this is NBC saying, the term blood poisoning. Now, uh, he didn't say blood poisoning, but he did say poisoning the blood, which is close. And they say that in his manifesto, Hitler, uh, Mein Kampf, it was called My Struggle, in which he criticized immigration and the mixing of races. The Socialist Workers' Party was racist. There is no doubt about that. And they write, all great, uh, quoting Hitler from Mein Kampf, allegedly, all great cultures of the past perished only because the originally creative race died out from blood poisoning, Hitler wrote. And then uh, they say that President Trump over the weekend said they're poisoning the blood of our country. Aha! And they really love their Mein Kampf, I guess. They, they don't need Gideon's Bible in a drawer next to their bed. They've got Mein Kampf. I could not have told you that there was a line like that in Mein Kampf. I couldn't have. But the Democrats, they're close to Mein Kampf. You know, with the Democrats, every Nacht is crystal Nacht. They are the party of virulent anti-Semitism in the United States of America today. They're the party of attacking Jewish-owned businesses. They're the party of threatening Jewish students on campuses, of attacking Jewish restaurants. They're the party of from the river to the sea, which is Hamas. So if anybody is saddling up with Hitler, uh, I would look to the people that are saddling up with Hamas, who are a gang of genocidal anti-Semites. By the way, now... We played Lindsey Graham on uh, NBC Meet the Press yesterday morning. This morning on Morning Joke, where we have uh, Mo Yarbrough and his semi-inflatable flotation device of a third wife, Mika. Mika. Mika Brzezinski. And this morning, they were really spun up about this, and they're attacking Lindsey Graham because he was on yesterday on NBC. And this is what they do, the Democrat Party on TV. You know what? What? Lindsay, what? the language that he uses turns out to be what he does. So we're not getting it right. I mean, what's what? wrong with him? I could care less. That's Republican Senator Lindsey. Hey. I, uh, I don't really know what she was trying to say there. The language that he uses is what he does. That's supposed to be the case when you're in politics. <laughs> You're supposed to say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to secure the border. And then you secure the border. Democrats, they just lie about everything. And you guys lie for them to protect the lie of the liar. You know, because you're the liar's liars. And uh, it's good to be a Democrat. Uh, Mo Yarbrough was sitting there. I think he was polishing his nails. And... um, they're very upset about this. They're doing everything they can to paint Donald Trump as Hitler because they've committed Mein Kampf to memory, which is an interesting use of brain space. And they said, and then President Trump said this weird thing about uh, you know poisoning the blood. So, aha, we've got him. He's Hitler. 
You you have a guy who's so scared, literally channeling Hitler, talking about poisoning the blood of America. This is this is we talk about Hitler. It's okay, mm-hmm. like you can say David Duke. Uh, it's, it's what the Klan always talked about. Democrat. Um, and it is mainstream in the Republican Party. And Lindsey Graham and says the mainstream he the Republican Party. He doesn't care that Donald Trump is talking about, you know, he's using basically uh, racist, fascist language. There you go. Basically racist, fascist language. Hitler, Mein Kampf, Trump, the mainstream of the Republican Party. Lindsey Graham. See? That's uh, that's the the storyline in the American news media. They're doing what they can for the Democrat Party. It's uh, it's uh, everybody has been calling it election year for about eight months already. Uh, election year is next year. Twenty twenty four is election year. This is twenty twenty three for Democrats trying to follow along at home. Um, we are now within a year of the election. It will be in November, presumably. Although the Democrats do have this big Civil War movie coming out. When is it out? Is it May? Spring. Yeah, spring. And uh, so we'll, we'll see. The, uh, the people at MSDNC this morning, uh, Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, very, very spun up. And they're pushing this hard. If you know somebody that gets all their no- news from MSNBC, um, it goes back to the old Ronald Reagan line. It's not that Democrats don't know anything. It's just that so much of what they know is wrong. But it is pretty amazing. And again, President Trump is at a rally. I assume this was off the cuff. And it was, a, I thought, a peculiar turn of phrase. Um, uh, unlike the Democrats, I don't jump immediately to Mein Kampf, particularly when it's the Democrat Party that has gone full anti-Semite. They should be wearing armbands, or maybe they should all wear matching brown shirts, or, or like Mussolini's boys, black shirts, but definitely with armbands. We were designing their armband last week on the, on the program, as a matter of fact, and had some excellent ideas, too, for the Democrat Party armband. But you may not have noticed, but you guys have turned into the party of, of genocidal anti-Semitism, which dovetails nicely with your Adolf Hitler fixation, just saying. And Hamas, you guys are chanting the Hamas chants, and you guys are threatening the Jewish students and faculty on campuses. If anybody's looking Hitlerian these days, you should look in the mirror or smell yourselves, Joe Scarborough. He is saying, though, what he's going to do Yeah. when he talks about Going after generals that are insufficiently loyal, uh, shutting down uh, media outlets that are insufficiently loyal, uh, gelling political opponents, gelling prosecutors, gelling former attorneys who have said negative things about him. Um, You know, he's he knows exactly what he's saying and he's going to do it. And Lindsey Graham's totally fine with that. Yeah. Now, um, you guys are busy jailing the political enemies of the Democrat Party, charging the Steve Bannons of the world with contempt of Congress while laughing about Hunter Biden's contempt of Congress. You guys are the ones that are putting leg shackles on White House officials 
who were about you know get uh, get on an airplane at uh, Ronald Reagan Airport, and uh, Peter Navarro putting him in shackles when he was on the phone with the FBI saying, hey, I live within walking distance, FBI headquarters, let me know when you want me to come down and I'll come down, Peter Navarro. And instead they ambushed him at Reagan Airport knowing that he was getting on an airplane to go do something normal people do, and they shackled him. You guys are the ones that are hunting down January 6th, January 6th all over the country nearly three years later and looking to put reporters behind bars for being on Capitol Hill, reporters, journalists, credentialed journalists, putting them in prison, charging them with crimes. There are going to be more of that this week. And it was, again, uh, this coming January 6th. It's now it's now December 18th. Uh, this coming January 6th, it will have been um, three years, three years since the events of January 6th. And you guys are not hunting down and arresting and raiding the homes of all of the organized crime that the Democrats perpetrated from Portland and Seattle, uh, in Portland attacking the Mark O. Hatfield Federal Courthouse for 100 days or something, the three-day siege of the White House that forced the evacuation of the president and the first family, uh, setting fire to the Church of the Presidents, attacking the, the Reagan building, the uh, and nobody, and uh, burning, they attacked the man and burned his limousine on Inauguration Day, President Trump's inauguration day, and no arrest, no charges, no jail sentences, none of that. But a, a guy, a an African American Cuban, who was in a hotel room in Baltimore on January sixth, was sentenced to more than twenty years in prison for his role in the events of January sixth. Now you can talk all you want about President Trump threatening to jail attorneys and generals, whatever you're talking about. You guys are doing it now. And if you were a news organization rather than a a radical political front group, then, you know, you might consider being honest about that. But, but no, but no, but, but, but just telling you. I am telling you. And we are at 888-630-9625. Now, let's uh, let's grab a uh, phone call, Michael. Um, let's go to Angela, calling from Montclair, Virginia. The wonderful Angela. Angela, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Thank you for taking my call. I actually had to run out the store to two because I'm Christmas shopping, but... Whenever I heard the phrase in the context in which he was saying it, to me, poisoning the blood of America meant the same thing as poisoning uh, the American dream. And when we, to, for them to, to make that big step saying that he's talking about ethnicity, which saying America means a, lo- mean a lot of ethnicity. So they're just stretching, trying to find every reason, every case, to call President Trump a racist, and they're just using this when they're the biggest racist of all, and I do mean the Democrats and the media. Yeah, um, and and Hitler, they love calling people Hitler, and they they hate President Trump so much. The the irrational hatred. I, Michael and I were talking about this, Angela, a little bit earlier the this morning, and I just don't know where they have the energy to hate so many people. There is so much hatred. I think your phone is trying to escape you there. Um, I, I, well, I'm outside in the village, 
Oh, yeah, and we've got a, like a windstorm going on um, uh, because climate change. I'm terrified by the climate, and it's uh, very windy today. We had rain yesterday, too. That was climate change. Uh, today it stopped raining, which is climate change again, but the wind is blowing, so that's climate change because Democrats are not only anti-Semites and racists, but they're terrified of the weather. Absolutely terrified. But uh, Angela, who goes back to our earliest days on radio, great friend of the Chris Plant Show, saying, listen, um, President Trump is talking about poisoning the American dream. And President Trump is very often inartful. Sometimes he's very artful. And other times he's very inartful. Sometimes he has the best political instincts that anybody's ever seen. And then two minutes later, he uh, does something that no politician would ever do. And, and this one, now this was really kind of, it, it wasn't, it was, he's not like pounding the table uh, quoting Hitler. He's talking about our open border. But the Democrats found an opening and uh, they stay up late at night and they read Mein Kampf over and over again looking for tips looking for ideas. I think they already have all those ideas. But Angela, thank you for uh, yeah tell you about the American dream and people pouring into by the millions, literally. You know, we take in about one million legal immigrants every year that become American citizens and so on. And that's a wonderful thing. That's a great thing for our country. That is, that's who we are, and that's great. But we're not this. We're not this open border, China, West Africa, Cuba. There is no land bridge from Cuba to Mexico, by the way. Uh, And the Democrats are doing this deliberately to harm the country, to overwhelm the country, to overrun the country, because they're not on our side. And when President Trump makes comments, presumably off the cuff, they leap at the opportunity to call everybody Hitler. And, and he said, and uh, Mo Yarborough said, and the mainstream of the Republican Party, they're all Hitler. And then they went and burnt a synagogue because that's what they've been doing for the past couple of months since the events of October, October 7th. And uh, if you're looking for anybody impersonating Nazi Germany, talk to the, older, uh, the owner of Goldie Restaurant in Philadelphia a Jewish man who was targeted by a Democrat mob of violent lunatics that did a crystal knocked on his business, vandalizing his restaurant. Let's go to Harvard. Let's go to Columbia, where they're chanting from the river to the sea, to George Washington University in Washington, D.C., where they're projecting praise of their martyrs. You know, the ones that are slaughtering Jews and taking hostages and raping and mutilating. and Those are the people that the Democrat Party has been praising or have been praising. The members of the Democrat Party have been praising since October 7th. And then you have the temerity, the audacity to call anybody else Hitler. You know, it's the old thing. They Whatever they're doing, they accuse you of doing. We'll play that sound bite when we come back. Literally channeling Hitler. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. 
That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Now, the news media attacking Trump savagely. Some um, himbo named Sarah Fortinsky at the Hill. Biden campaign says Trump, quote, parroted Adolf Hitler, end quote, in New Hampshire rally remarks. And uh, the White House put out a statement. All the media are taking it and parroting the, the White House. Now, here's the soundbite of President Trump in New Hampshire uh, over the weekend. But even Vladimir Putin, has anybody ever heard of Vladimir Putin? Of Russia says that Biden's, and this is a quote, politically motivated persecution of his political rival is very good for Russia because it shows the rottenness of the American political system, which cannot pretend to teach others about democracy. So, you know, we talk about democracy, but the whole world is watching the persecution of a political opponent that's kicking his ass. It's an amazing thing. So President Trump. Uh, quoted Vladimir Putin because Vladimir Putin observed that Biden is using the Justice Department to prosecute his political enemies. Vladimir Putin said that's good for Russia, and it points to the, you know, the rot in the United States. And here is how Sarah uh, Fortinsky at the Hill writes it: At a campaign event in Durham, North Carolina, Trump offered praise for authoritarian world leaders. He quoted Russian President Vladimir Putin to attack President Biden while once again offering praise for North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, calling him, quote, very nice. Called him very nice. And that's it. And they're saying, so you see how Sarah Fortinsky at the Hill and how the editors at the Hill twisted out of shape what President Trump said. He said, even Putin is pointing to Biden prosecuting his political enemies. And Putin says that that is emblematic of the rot of the American political system. President Trump quotes Putin to indict Biden, and the Hill in Washington, D.C. twists it into something completely different. Tonight, Donald Trump channeled his role models, the White House wrote, as he parroted Adolf Hitler, praised Kim Jong-un, and quoted Vladimir Putin while running for president on a promise to rule as a dictator and threaten American democracy. They really, I think, want a civil war. These people are completely insane. Wow. Trump is not shying away from his plan to lock up millions of people in detention camps and continues to lie about that time when Joe Biden obliterated him by over 7 million votes three years ago. This is our media. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 